Brenna. Hi, Maureen. Well, a lot has been happening in this house here. Me too. Yeah. Do you want to hear my stuff or do you want to go first? You can go first. Well, Hobbit's had a little bit of a health scare. Um, Yes. I had to take him to the emergency vet because he was having some urinary issues, which for male cats is a big no-no. Um... But his culture came back clean. Um, he's on some anti-anxiety meds. Um, and he has a follow-up appointment this Thursday, um, October 6th. So, uh, but he might just be on a slightly different diet. Um, uh, but, you know, it's funny. I, like, called, told my dad. And my dad's just like, what does he have to be stressed about? Like, he's a cat. <laughs> and I was like, well, <laughs> he's, like, not really coping with me working outside of the house. Like, you know, I've been I've been home 24-7 for the much his whole life um yeah but he's doing a lot better he turned two um <gasps> congratulations yeah. little guy yeah so like around september 25th he turned two and his gotcha day is coming up as well um so it but but i do have a tale to tell um so we've been like very careful about what he's been eating to help you know his bladder be crystal free and, you know, switching up his food and making sure he doesn't get any treats. Um, my first day back at the office after, like, this health scare and everything, um, which I wasn't even gone for that long. Like, I was there for half a day. Um, <laughs> I get a text from my cousin to inform me um, so this is what, she's at work. She's, like, working in our uh, living room. And so she just hears, like, this thump in our kitchen. And so she gets up and finds her cat, KK, with a bag of sandwich meat. And okay. she's like, okay, how is the fridge open? What are you doing? She picks that up and he absconds. And so she follows him into <laughs> my room. Where Hobbit has the bag of shredded cheese open, and he's eating it. Um, and meanwhile, abandoned next to that is the bag of string cheese that apparently was too hard because, like, they had to go. Th- it's like a big, like a thicker plastic to chew through. Yeah. So they were having like a little picnic. They were making a charcuterie board in my room. Making a little sandwich. He was yeah, going back for the bread like- next. And if they, they would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for uh, KK going back for a little bit of meat with their cheese. Yeah. Because, like, you know what? This I think this needs some deli meat. Yeah. It was just like, oh, my God. And and so she's, like, texting me this. And she's like, I, you know, shook out your, your uh, blanket I have down for Hobbit. And... I was, she's like, did you open the string cheese? I was like, yeah. She's like, okay, I don't think they got into that. But, like, I had to throw away the, 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 he didn't get, like, a lot of the shredded cheese, but he got enough. And he got it, like, everywhere. And when I got home from work, they were continuously, like, eating little pieces off the floor. And I was just like, can we not have a meat and cheese picnic in my room after you have, like, a food, like, related health scare? buddy um and i just think it's hilarious because i i'm like i i was like oh man when i was pro- grabbing grab my lunch i probably like accidentally left the door cracked it's like or i didn't shut the fridge properly and that's how they got in um and we just thought it was hilarious because it must have been hobbit to like start the trend because yeah. like i feel like uh kk grew up on the streets like he was a rescue i think he would have just mm-hmm. been like he would have eaten it as soon as he got it versus hobbit's like i want to be my i want to be comfortable i want to be in my yeah space. like yeah. I only eat in my own home. Yeah. So they didn't get much of a picnic, but the boys are cheese thieves. They are cheese thieves. Ouch. Well, we have also had some medical stuff at our house because Vincent has gone to the cutter. Mm. Snip, snip. No more balls for this boy. Bye bye, balls. So yeah, he had he had that um, on Thursday, and he uh, he got a little pup cup on his way home from oh. Dutch Bros. So that was exciting. Very um, nice. We've been giving him the past like three nights. He's had this like pain med in the evening. Yeah. 
and he just he gets so lost (laughs) he doesn't know what to do with himself because i think you know it it makes him kind of groggy and you know drugged yeah like what Uh where do i sit he'll just like keep getting up and moving on the bed so he had a cone we got a cone at the place because we didn't have one right and so we purchased one and i guess it's a cat cone but, like, the material was better and stuff. So my girlfriend was like, all right, we'll take it. But he's a bit of a long guy. He's, he's a long, long boy. Like, he's a little long. And he was able to reach around the cone. No, no, and no. Yeah. So we did have to go and get a new cone, which is pretty giant. <laughs> and, gosh, Amira just, like. Not a fan? took one look at him in a cone. Like, when he, even when he was home with his original cone, and was like, what is this? Your silhouette has changed. Your smell has changed. What is this before me? (laughs) Like, she will not have it. She is not happy about this. She's like, like, what is this? What have you brought into our home? Why? What what happened? I wasn't a fan to begin with, and this is worse. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, I don't know what this is. So, yeah, she has not been happy. And then, to make her even unhappier, yesterday, I did take her to the vet. (laughs) So And you know what? I know, right? But, um, we went in to get a, uh, you know, just a checkup, and we're gonna get her teeth cleaned. So, we had to do all the checkup for that. Yeah. And she has that appointment on October 14th, so... Spooky. Going to get her her teethies cleaned. Um, she's got some buildup, but they, yeah. it doesn't look like it, her gums look healthy. So hopefully no extractions. Yeah. Otherwise, that could cost me like over a thousand dollars. Welcome to pet ownership. Clean Ooh. your cat's teeth if you can, if they let you. Yeah. Um. That's the thing now that. But but like, but they said he looks good. So hopefully food. hopefully. It's gonna be harder to get yeah. clean. Oh well. yeah. <laughs> So she gets to go back. She uh she took the thermometer to the butt much better than her brother did. Um, she took it like a champ while he screamed like a banshee. So I mean, she has that over him. To be fair, if someone did that to me and I didn't like understand what was about to happen in the process, yeah, he'd scream too. Yeah, I probably shrieked. Yeah, or at least be yeah. like pretty alarmed. And she always, she always um, makes a mess of herself on the way over in the car. She does not travel well. Mm-hmm. Even though we have traveled a lot, she still does not travel well. Um, but really, she, the poop she had, yeah, very manageable. I was able to pick it up and throw it out. It was Sick. very nice. Thank you, Amira. Because she didn't get it all over herself. She did poo a little on the vet floor, but you know, they're used to well, that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, she had, a, she had a pretty good visit. She, good bill of health a little a little bit maybe overweight but like not a concerning amount Alrighty. like she doesn't have to go on a diet the vet's not puppy concerned child. no uh, it's probably just the treats that we're giving her to like like the dog like the dog please <laughs> but once they once they hopefully become friends and start playing with each other maybe he can uh get that little extra probably like quarter pound offer <laughs> yeah but yeah, that's so everybody, everybody's going to the vet. Everyone's good. Alrighty. No balls and more in this house. Because I'm Ember Hart. And I'm Tangle Tongue. And this is Warrior Cats. What is that? Did you read anything? Um, no, I've I've been reading the same book. I'm still finishing uh No okay. the Ninth. How about you? I yes, I would like to talk about what I just started today. Please share. Um, I started The Underneath by Kathy Applett with drawings by David Small. And I, I just started, I'm only like sixty pages in. Um, but it is a uh, middle grade book, so anybody listening should be able to pick this one up if they'd like. And it is about a young calico cat 
who has been abandoned by her family and is pregnant with kittens. And she finds an old bloodhound dog who is tied to a pole at this bad man's house in the woods. And they become a family. He takes her in and um, they have two wonderful kittens together that they are raising. It is wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. It's so cute. Um, but, right? It, it really is. It's so sweet. He's like, these are my kittens. This is my family. He's been alone for so long. And, but they do have to be hidden from the man who owns this dog, Garface. And he, because um, the dog is convinced that he would feed these cats to the gators, use them as gator bait. Um, they live in a bayou. Um, there seems to be a really, really big gator somewhere that might come into play. Um, and there is something that has been buried in a jar for a thousand years in a tree. So it's a little spooky. So it's got a little spookiness to it. Perfect for October. It is spooky season. So there is something laying in wait to escape. There is a giant alligator. There is a wonderful little family. And there is a bad man. All in the Texas Bayou. So I guess I'm going to find out what happens. It's um, The prose is fun. It's kind of poetic, the writing. Um, so that's fun. So yeah, this is something anybody could pick up. And I, uh, I recommend it so far. They out there need them. I hope so too. They're they're very cute. They've got two. They had two little kittens, Sabine and Puck. Adorable. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm sorry, I forgot about that. That was just too oh, good of a okay. thing to thing to go in on. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we can start talking about the other book we're reading. Um, mm-hmm. We are still a new prophecy Twilight, and. Things are a little a little backwards, guys. A little bit strange because we've done some things yeah. a bit odd. A little bit things I, you know, at the beginning of the series, if we were back in um, into the wild days, huh, what? No, this is a joke. We went and we helped Shadow Clan, right? And also, Brambleclaw Although... wasn't terrible for like an afternoon. Yeah, we'll see how long that lasts. Well, I during the last episode, I, I'm saying like, yeah, oh the, no, we'll they're still young, lasts. I think. But <laughs> uh, we we helped terrify some kitty pets who were just bad yep. news. Um, killed a kid. They killed a kid. They killed a kid, and I think they're like mad because like that one girl ran away. But to be fair. Uh, she's trying to protect her kits, and maybe she didn't share her like, uh, like news. And this is on the opposite side of the lake. Yeah, and I don't know. Maybe she just made the choice. Maybe she she didn't like you guys that much. <laughs> maybe that's why she. Didn't no, say no, this isn't the same cats. These are different cats. What? Yeah, no, the ones in the barn. No, no, this is the other side of the lake from the barn. I genuinely didn't know that. Oh, I'm sorry. No, this is this is the two leg place that's behind Shadow Clan territory. I didn't know those were different spots. Oh, I yes, I don't very I different. don't know this map. You've not. Yet I should give you me. a map. I should. And even like after them? you send it to me, I do not promise I will know this map. Um. Okay. Never mind. Different different kitty pets than the weird thruple. Um. And these guys are jerks. Okay, got it. But well, we've scared the living daylights out of them so probably won't see them too too often hopefully hopefully this won't have consequences we cannot foresee okay i i sent you the map so we've got the territory shaded yeah but you can see where um the shadow clan camp is and the two leg mm. map back there is that and then on the other side of the lake you have the horse place which is where daisy came from got it Got it. Yeah. So. Sick. Moonfall's really back there, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's out of the... Out of the clan territories. Broken half-bridge? Is Is that what they're calling a dock? Yeah, yeah. Once again... 
how do we even know what a bridge is? Like, I guess we call it like tree bridge. I guess we just know the concept. I know of it's bridge. just the inconsistency is what I'm saying. I know it's like they they would walk into a, a it's like someone walking into your house, someone who like speaks like you know enough English to get by, and then being like, oh, a chair, and you're like, uh huh, oh, but what is this? What's this next to it? Bigger chair? It's like that's a table. Huh. Table. Okay. If you say so, I'm going to call it flat space. All right. I guess that that works. I should say an alien, not someone who speaks English, because, like, it'd be someone who, like, genuinely doesn't understand the concept of human humanity and, like, human concepts. Yeah, yeah. Like. It'd be like a bear walking into your house and knowing what a chair is, but not a table. (laughs) (laughs) You know, a bear's do. Um. Yeah. So. Okay, this is good to note. Um, So I'm a place that doesn't, like, technically have any uh, two-legged, like, actively touching it is, well, even even RiverClan has horse plays pretty close by. Oh, yeah, and, and they have a Greenleaf two-legged place. They also have a little spot. I wonder if yeah. these are, like, cabins besides the barn and the... Yeah, I mean, you know, there's always like a, a human view too that we could we could look. I at. don't, I don't um, care that much. No, okay, that's fair. Because yeah, there is like a campground there. Oh, okay. It's kind of what I'm, it is. I'm. I'm. It's not going to help me understand it any better. I don't think. That's fair. Okay. Well, a campground makes sense because I was like, I don't think like, I mean, people have like vacation houses in Britain, but that's like a really rich people thing. I suppose having a cabin is pretty rich. I don't know. I don't know if, like, cabin yeah. culture is a thing outside of the Midwest, to be honest. Yeah, like, it, it's it's definitely, like, a big thing where we come from, obviously, because it's, like, whether somebody has, like, just, like, a plot of land that they put a camper on or a little cabin Yeah, there. and then some people rent, like, and they go to campsites every summer, you know? That's, like... Yeah. I, I take that as part of it. Yeah, yeah. So that's something that's big where we or they, come from. Yeah, or they where, have like, like a family. Deer member. season was like, yeah, having like yeah somebody in the family always. There's always someone in your family who has a cabin somewhere. All right, well we did we did um, scare the kitty pets. We did good job guys. So we we and obviously we ran because the two legs came out. We know what two legs can do, so we ran. Yeah, throw things. We're not ashamed. He might have a gun. Russet for nose. We don't know what yeah, gun exactly. is, but uh, from my research last time, he could have a gun. Yeah. Or big dogs. Um, and for all they know, they have bulldozers. So that yeah. For all they know every two leg has a bulldozer. It, once they find out about guns, it's over. They're never even gonna look at a two leg again. I think there is uh, yeah uh, yeah not fun so they get back to camp outside of camp um and russifer goes to fetch black star tawny pelt pushes her nose into her brother's fur she thanks him he was great they all were brambleclaw purrs anytime wasn't that great squirrelflight asks she'll never forget the look on those kitty pets faces when they saw them coming and brambleclaw he was just in the right place when she attacked that brute. He was terrific. The okay, wait, wait, rolling... wait. Before before Bramblecloth has a chance to ruin it, I just want to say that was a really cute moment. Right? That, that was beautiful. I love seeing these siblings like, that don't wow. actually get that much time to shine having a moment. Because we really don't get that much Bramblecloth, Tawny Pelt, even during the last series. No, no, this is Squirrel Flight saying that. No, I know, but what that little moment beforehand uh, yeah. too, when Tony Pell oh, was like, yeah, "Oh my god, that, thank you," yeah. and he was purring, like that was cute. And yes, yeah. and then squirrel, and then squirrel fight as well. Like that was all beautiful, having having these yeah. three interact like this. I'm afraid I'm, that... this is might be a, the last uh, feeding I will have in a minute. The warmth welling inside her turns to ice. <sighs> Brambleclaw's gaze swept over her. He says stiffly that she thought well, too. As if he were paying a compliment to another cat's apprentice. Squirrel Flight sinks... It seems even colder than that. Right? Well, Squirrel Flight sinks her claws into the dirt and bites back an angry retort. She is not going to fight in front of Shadow Clan. 
but his coldness hurt more than any wound she would have received in battle. Blackstar thanks them, but says they can manage for themselves now. Brambleclaw gathers his patrol and touches noses with Tawny Pelt. He bids Blackstar goodbye, and they head back to ThunderClan territory. That was a very Blackstar response. Yeah. Thanks for the help. Thank you. Don't bring it up. We don't owe you anything. Like, I think that was what was implied. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I don't know. We'll see at the next gathering what he says about it. Yeah. I mean, I suppose he... At least, we haven't really had too many opportunities. He doesn't like being indebted to people, so... He doesn't. I think we'll see, but also, this wasn't his idea. Yeah. And if he had his way, this wouldn't have rolled out this way. But also, he was swayed by his own warriors to be be like, hey, accept this help. We we obviously need some help. Um, Just before the moment passes too much... Go down squirrel squirrel fight for, you know, not causing a scene, especially when someone's being so rude. Um and unfair. Yeah. Two. What do you think Tawny Bell was thinking? You think she was like looking between them two, just being like, okay, this is a very oh. sh- sudden shift. Cause like for her, last time like she yeah. really saw them interact, like they were in love. They were, oh my god, they were getting married next month, basically. And then to see yeah. that, she was probably like excuse me what did i miss because i mean at the last gathering we had he like spent most of his time with uh his half with with uh uh hot frost which i mean i don't really know how uh tiny pelt feels about that because obviously hot frost doesn't care about her um but and also like what like (laughs) What is he mad about? Like, genuinely, like, what is he still mad about? Here's the, I'm, like, curious. Like, yes, they broke up. But that's been, like, it's been, like, a couple weeks. It's been a while. And I know, like, breakups are hard. And obviously he didn't, like, maybe things didn't end in the way he wanted them to. But also, like, how could they have ended in a good way when both of you were kind of being, like, mostly you, Brambleclaw, were being idiots. (laughs) Um, But, like... Is he mad that she has, like, a friend that's a boy who, like, seems to like her, which... No matter, and respect her. No matter what Sandstorm right says, that's not her fault. Not her responsibility. Yep. Um, is, is he mad that, like, that guy got a, uh, an apprentice? Because, once again, that's not her fault. Nope. Not her um, fault. So, like, I'm genuinely wondering, like especially like what just happened there why why would he be so cold because he seemed chill like half an hour ago he was like hey guys plans and like was talking to her kind of normally not like friendly but like so what what like what what did his brain decide to tell him like what what part of Hawkfrost was whispering in his ear being like she doesn't respect you don't respect women like what (laughs) because it just it's just i'm genuinely at this point a little bit confused because like i've seen people in mutual in breakups non-mutual breakups you know where they've managed to be like cordial so i'm just like what what is your Heal, dude. I don't know. Yeah, and like she's obviously making an effort. Yeah, like she complimented him. Yeah, in a in a she's very like, wow, like, we fought really well together in a very appropriate way. Like she complimented yeah. his warrior. Like it's it's not like she's leading him on. She didn't say like mm, no, your fur looks so good. Like nothing that could be misconstrued as her. No. Like she would have said the same thing to any other warrior. So, yeah. I genuinely, like, I-, I could see him, like, being mad if she, like, said something that, like, hinted that she still has, like, feelings for him. But that, that she hasn't. She hasn't. No. <laughs> so. She just said, hey, you fought really good. Thank you for the, you know. Good timing, dude. That was awesome. Yeah. Good game. And she didn't slap his butt, so. 
<laughs> nothing nothing could have been taken in a intimate way. He just he just seems to be really bothered by her existing and I'm he's going to have to get over that. Well, Scrollflight pads along beside uh, behind Brambleclaw and the dull anger slows her. The excitement was over. That brief feeling of closeness to Brambleclaw was over too. Why couldn't they just be friends? This antagonism was such a waste when they fought so well together. He could put aside old rivalry for Shadow Clan, but not for her. And she mutters to herself, If that's the way he wants it, see if she cares. Yeah. But her shoulders ached and her tail drooped as she followed her clanmates no, back to camp. No, no, girl queen. No, girl. Come on. Keep your shoulders up. Keep it up. You don't need him. I don't know. I... Someone play independent. Which one? Anyone. <laughs> I think I was thinking independent by Destiny's Child, not Miss Independent by Kelly Clarkson. Uh-oh. Either works. Dang. Either works. Yeah, both of, play both of them at the same time. Yes. Right now. Has there... Hang on. What a minute. Excuse me? I just need to... Hang on. I think... Hang on. Oh. Sorry. Independent Woman yeah. Part 1. <laughs> is a full name of that song. I was just like, am I... Like, I was trying... I was like, am I getting that title wrong? It seems like I have a full title. It wasn't. Would you, would you like to hit me with a cat fact? Before we, uh... Go see what another sister's doing. Yes, I would. Yes, dear listeners. As this episode will be coming during the first week of October, it is the perfect time for our catbacks to become scary, creepy, and downright ghoulish. Join us as I severed tongue and undead heart for <laughs> cat facts paranormal captivity <laughs> um, and while we love a good scare we want to give a content warning before we begin this story includes mentions of real life animal injury and trauma if such content may be distressing to you, dear listener, please skip forward. Timestamps will be given in the episode description. And I know we've had this session of, like, we talk about cat violence in um, this story, but in particular, the links that I will be giving do have photos of a injured cat. Um, oh. And it is a pretty uh, upsetting thing that happened. So I just... I, I want to make sure... Uh, there's a difference, you know, between real life and fiction. So, yeah, if you look at any of the links or if this story might upset you, go ahead and skip on forward. Um, so, a, okay, hold on, Hobbit's crying. I gotta let him in. <laughs> Ooh, there's a ghost boy at your door. Was it a ghost? No, it's a cheese boy. Okay. So, a ghost of shredded cheese pie. (laughs) Now, let us travel back in time to 2015 to one of the scariest places I know, Tampa Bay, Florida. I'm kidding. Ah! (laughs) Um, One dreary January night. An approximately two-year-old black-and-white cat named Bart was struck by a car. Oh no! His owner and neighbor discovered him and decided it was best to bury him by the roadside. A sad but unfortunately normal occurrence, as if you let your cats outside, they just might be in a vehicular accident. But was... Keep your cats inside. But what was abnormal... Was that five days later, Bart the cat was found meowing outside another neighbor's house. He legitimately was. The, the cat clawed its way out of its grave and was outside this neighbor's <gasps> house. So, <laughs> Bart the, the nickname Zombie Cat 
rose from the dead and clawed his way out of his grave, hungry and thirsty. Uh, his owner brought him to the Tampa Bay Humane Society. Um, he was covered in dirt and maggots. Um, his palate oh, no. had split in half, um, required his jaw to be wired shut and for him to be tube fed. Um, he lost his left eye. Uh, Rose's part of the story was them talking about removing the maggots that were in that area, and they Ooh. just ended up having to just lost the eye in the end because um, he was buried mm. underground for five days. Um, yeah, uh, and he needed blood transfusions. However, luckily, he did not endure too much internal trauma. Um, so, like oh. that was kind of miraculous. Like his face got really messed up by the accident, but internally, he actually was not that hurt. Um, probably explaining why. Um, like, he did have, obviously, wounds around his body, um, but the gross thing, but also kind of the cool thing about maggots infesting is they can actually stop, uh, infected skin from becoming, uh, like, necrose, uh, becoming it from dying yeah. and from becoming their condition worse, so as gross as him being covered in maggots was, that might have actually helped him from not being as infected. Um, yeah, yeah. So, the Humane Society was caring for him and they were actually paying uh for the care he needed because it was very intensive what he needed um and while his injuries and condition like matched the story that was told like obviously he's covered in dirt like in his wounds like this obviously th this animal was probably buried um some troubling uh details were noted by the humane society first a video uh, of like the neighbors or and or possibly the girlfriend of the owner i saw both in articles um i couldn't find the actual court records and um ended up deciding like not to try and find them because I, <laughs> I could pay for them uh one of them in this video recording done by the neighbors um i think either when the accident happened or after uh one of them might have said some comments that could have been interpreted as they saw the cat breathing before he was buried. Um, oh. So he possibly could have been alive before the burial. Also, um, the issue of not bringing the cat in for immediate attention after being struck by the car. Yes. Um, even if an animal, even if you, if, if, you know, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a vet, but if someone is hit by a car or an animal is hit by a car, call bring them in because you never know yeah you never know until you know so it's always best to be i think yeah that was my animal that somehow right. got you, out of the you, house yeah and you know it seems that i don't know how close they were to an animal hospital obviously they were able to get him there after um he, he rose from the dead but um and um the extent of care this cat may now need due to the fact that he is now a, going to be a disabled cat um and the possibility of the fact that uh, the owner might have a child in their home. This cat would not do well with a child around, depending on the care that they might need. Um, because of all of these mm -hmm. factors, the Humane Society decided to revoke the ownership of Bart from the original owner. Oh. Um, this led to the most haunting element of the story, the judiciary system. <laughs> Uh, oh. The owner of Bart uh, sued the Humane Society for this decision. Um, he thought it wasn't fair. And this led to a 20-month court battle. Um, eventually, the Humane Society did win. So, um, All right. I, I didn't go into, I didn't really look into it other than watch reading articles. So, I can't say yeah. which way or what. But, in the end, uh, he was, the ownership was revoked. Um, after he was recovered, he was uh, fostered by someone who worked at the Humane Society, and I believe this person ended up adopting him. Um, their name was, like, kept from, like, who was fostering him, and then who adopted him, their, like, only their first name was reported, and who was fostering him, like, wasn't reported, so I'm not, I think it was the same person, but I'm not 100%, because um, obviously they didn't want their names to be reported because of um uh obviously the humane society didn't they got some pretty rude phone calls after the whole court yeah. situation um and you know 
uh, no matter what the situation, people aren't going to be upset when you take away animals, even if it is in their best interest. Um, and people won't always agree that it is in their best interest. So, um, but you know, the humane society is like this cat has to be has to receive intensive uh, care for the rest of their life. They can't ever be an outside cat. They can't ever be outside again. Um, they can't be in like certain places. And this foster slash adoptive parent was the right fit. In 2021, um, there was an update on the zombie cat story. Uh, The owner reported that he is doing wonderfully. Uh, Aww. Despite his traumatic experience, he remains a lover boy and immediately goes to humans for cats when he meets them, like bumps his head up against them. It's just like, hi, hi, I'm Bart. That's the story of Bart the zombie cat who uh, came back from the dead. And then the, the... court battle for who should own him so have you have you ever watched the uh the three lives of thomasina i don't think so this reminded me a bit of the um story of uh i've covered it before the um pet cemetery yeah what is this this uh this is this is a movie Mm -hmm. um that i watched in my childhood like i have the dvd probably somewhere at my mom's house or my sister did, technically. My sister was a cat lover back then. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's basically this well-loved cat. Um, this cat is owned by a little girl. And she thinks the cat dies. Mm-hmm. So her and her friends hold a funeral for the cat and bury her. And then a woman who lived in the woods, and they thought she was a witch, when really she was just a single woman. <laughs> but, you know, back in the day, <laughs> she was a single woman veterinarian. Um, and she came out and she takes care of the cat. And uh, there's more to it than that. But yeah, it's the three lives of Thomasina. Mm. It's, a, it's good good for all ages. Um, I'll probably make my girlfriend watch it eventually. Well, but like, yeah, it's a, it's a sweet movie. I'm not surprised that this, like, has, like, that this story has existed. Like, because it's happened with people. Like, like in Victorian yeah. times, people were really scared of being buried alive. Because, like, that's why yeah. things like death bells and, like, some people were buried yeah. with, like, glass to look down. One, uh, there was a lot of issues with people stealing bodies. And also, <laughs> like, at the time, you know, we don't have all of the technology we have now. It's a little harder to tell. Um, yeah. Especially if they have, like, a really weak heartbeat. So I'm really not surprised. I'm sure this has happened historically to pets specifically, oh, yeah. too. Um, but in the end... Um, I'm just glad that Bart ended up somewhere safe. Um, it was, it is a bit sad yeah. um, that the owner lost their animal. Um, but, you know, that's if the Humane Society felt that there were enough elements um, to warrant that, then, yeah. So And especially enough elements that it would warrant them spending the money for a court battle. Yeah. yeah. And I... I don't. I didn't really include this in the storytelling, but apparently the owner did have charges of animal cruelty um, in the past. Uh, okay. The charges yeah. were thrown out, though. So okay. I, I don't. Uh, I don't know if that factored into it because if the charges were thrown out, that technically can't be used against him. Um, yeah, and, and you can find like the names. I just I left names out of this because I don't want anyone to be bothering anyone involved in the story. Um, I know, I know that no none of our listeners would do that, but you know, it's, it, I think in the end, all we need to focus on is that, uh, Bart, the zombie cat had a very loved, um, and, and I believe he's still good. I apparently, he was only yeah. two when this happened, so he's probably seven or eight. I'm not sure. Um, I'm sure he has some ongoing issues, uh, with what happened to him. Um, but, but if he's with someone who worked at a humane society, he yeah. probably got pretty good access to care. Yes. So that's all that matters in the end and it's just a little bit of spooky spookiness spooky spooky i'm glad bart the zombie cat's doing good yeah um ready to see uh what some of our gals are up to yeah what's how's our girl doing after she missed her date (laughs) well it's been like three days since her date mothwing remarks that she'll be glad when new leaf comes they're short on herbs and leafpool says it's the same in thunder clan it's been a long leaf bear, and they don't know yet the best places to get herbs. I'm sorry, but Mothman's cat? cats are all doing is that good. My dog? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, my dog's eating. We can. Oh, okay. Dog. No, I was just like, what 
what am I hearing? <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, well, he just finished, so actually I'm going to stick his comb back on him. Okay. I just was like, I'm hearing something weird, and since I don't have, have like, any visual, I was like... The visual? I'm like, I'm hearing, <laughs> is your window open? Like... He's looking at me like, how did how, how could you do this to me? It's Why you're back on my face, that, dude? Trust me. Yeah. You don't want those dishes open. But he can't. He can't quite uh, reach his dish when he's got it on, so I had to Aww. take it off. <laughs> but um, sorry, where were we? Okay, Mothwing's cats are doing good. Yay! Yes, Mothwing purrs thanks to Leafpool. Willow Kid is outside the medicine den, and Mothwing tells her to give two juniper berries each to the cats, except for Minnow Kit and Pebble Kit. They can have one. Hey, hey, Willow Kit. Hey, bud. You thinking about doing this, like, for the rest of your life? Yeah, it seems great. I love saving lives. Cool, kid, cool. Um, do you think you ever want to be loved? <laughs> well, my mom loves me, uh, uh, I mean... I think my dad loves me. I don't know who he is, but I, I, and my siblings love me. Okay, yeah, no, but I mean, like, I think Mothwing loves me. Yeah, Mothwing loves you so much, but like, carnally. <laughs> no, I was like, I was like, what's like, like, do you ever want to, do you ever want to touch noses with someone? I touch noses with Mothwing. Yeah, but like, do you ever want to share tongues with someone? What? Like, in a different way? Um, oh Nothing's god, like you're like seven. Do I don't think I can do this. I just, I, hey, kid, do you want to have kids ever? Uh, no, they're gross and sticky. Maybe you are the right one for this job. <laughs> I just, I can't imagine. Well, Mothling. Like, even, I know that's not like the it wasn't historically always, but, like, even nuns, like, are 18. Like, <laughs> like, you can't, like, I know, some, sometimes you can, like, join stuff earlier, and there are, like, other, like, religious things you can do where you're, um, yeah. abstinent, or you join younger than, I would say. But I feel like in most cultures nowadays, like, you're at least a teen, you know? And yeah. I think, you're at least, like, aware of what you would be kind of missing out on. Not always. Yeah. But, depending how sheltered. But, you know. Ugh. Mothwing quizzes Willow Kit on what Juniper is for, and Willow Kit starts with bellyache, but their bellies aren't aching anymore. So strength. She's giving them Juniper to help them get strong. Very good, Mothwing purrs. And Mothwing says she's been such a help. And so has Leafpool. Her clanmate would have died without her. Leafpool doesn't think so. Mothwing knew what to treat them with. And it's her third night in River Clan. No more cats had fallen ill, and Mistyfoot had organized the Ooh, she's still there to clean up the traces. Yeah. Oh, I suppose that was mentioned last time. I just kind of assumed yeah. that was the same day, though. No. Did she her send, like, word here. back? I think everybody knows that she's there helping, so. Okay. You know. Um, so no more cats had fallen ill. Mistyfoot organized the fittest warriors to clean up the traces of the liquid from the camp, and Hawkfrost had finished the barrier. And the remaining cats who had been sick were recovering. Sir? Are you good? Sorry our kids are the most obnoxious thing. Yeah, our kids are really. You know, obnoxious. someday if any of us, either of us, ever actually have children, they'll just be on the podcast. No, I mean I'm not, but well, I'm not either. Actually, so. if I ever did have a child, <laughs> I would never ever let them on. I would never let anyone know I had a kid. <laughs> no, uh, mommy none, blockers. None are happening <laughs> here. Just for children. Just for children. Yep. Anyway, sorry about our terrible fur babies. All right. <laughs> so Heavy Stuff was already back in the Elder's Den, and Minnowkit and Pebblekit were well enough to get into mischief. Mothwing knows that they'll have to go back to the nursery. That's good Dawnflower sign. isn't quite... Yeah. Well, Dawnflower isn't quite strong enough to look after them, but Mosspelt can help her. Yeah. 
then they'll only get in trouble here. These are Mothman lovely names, by the way. Those names. Yesterday. These are lovely mom oh, names. Right. They're good Because they made me feel, they, they feel very soft. <laughs> Lost Pals, I believe Lost Pals is who um, fostered uh, Feathertail and Stormfur. Yeah, I was like, they, so, her name sounds familiar, but Lord knows I yeah. can't keep track. Especially if they're not in ThunderClan. Yeah. Well, Leafpool looks around at the sick cats. Dawnflower is cleaning her belly, and Beachpaw is yawning. No cat looked uncomfortable or in pain. Leafpool says it's time she was leaving. Mothwing doesn't need her anymore. There's a flash of regret in her I eyes when you. Mothwing nods. Just right. the other It's been... <laughs> I'm sorry. It's been great having another medicine cat to work with. But she knows Leafpool has to get back to her own clan. She's leaving, Willow Kit asks. They'll miss her. And hesitantly, she asks Mockling if she'll still need her help. Of course, Mockling assures her. Oh. Aww. <laughs> Leafpool pads along the bank to say goodbye to the cats who were awake. And Leopardstar is there when she's finished. Leopardstar bows her head. The thanks of all of River Clan go with her. And Leafpool bows her head in return. Any medicine cat would have done the same. Leopardstar says they won't forget in a hurry, have a safe journey, and give her thanks to Firestar. Leafpool says one last goodbye to Mothwing before heading out of River Clan camp. Do you want to hear my um, human Leopardstar headcanon? Yeah, let's hear it. It's not, like, super detailed, but I think it gives you enough detail. Um, yeah. Body type, like, ex-military, ex, like, you know, special forces. Just, like, buff. Yeah. She always just wears, like, a t-shirt. Plain t-shirt. Not fancy. Mm -hmm. Might wear a cargo short if she's feeling sexy. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, doesn't shave her legs. Buzz cut, short, tight, tight cut. Like, um, yeah. And I think she chain smokes. Like, that's her one vice. Probably. She decided no more men, <laughs> like, no more men after what happened with uh, yeah, Tiger obviously. Star. Like, no more men, no more male friends. <laughs> but the one vice she lets herself keep is smoking. Um, because she credits that as the one thing that helped to keep her sanity. Um, yeah. That's my leopard star headcanon. Yeah. Um, like, whatever. Draw her. I don't really have, like, a race or, like, hair, eye color, anything. I just think tight to the scalp-like haircut and chain smoking and buff. Yeah, obviously. Like, yeah. Buff but weathered. Yeah. Maybe maybe she has, like, um, maybe she's, like, uh... Like, maybe she has pockmarks, you know? Maybe she had a run-in with, um, like, measles as a kid, you know? <laughs> yeah? You know, I'm thinking, like, where should where, where would she get, like, leopard? Like, where would, you know? Because oh, I'm thinking, like, if we're thinking, like, from? if this is a human AU, like, maybe these are nicknames they have. Yeah. So. Yeah. Maybe she just wears a lot of leopard print. She has, a, like, maybe a leopard fringe tracksuit, because I really can't see her, like, wearing that on a day-to-day. -day. Like, maybe she wore a leopard no. dress, like, once to a function, and... And now that's all. That's all. She, and everyone's like, all. where does it that's come it. from? And she's like, shut up. No one tell them. And so, like, it's, like, become this mythical thing, being like, oh my god, she must have killed a leopard. Like... She was or like, maybe she was never even deployed a place with leopards. How would have that happened? I don't know. She just did it. Or maybe she's just silent and deadly, like a leopard. She drops down on her enemies. Maybe from she. The trees. Maybe her one other vice is handbags, and she has like leopard print handbags. <laughs> like she's not very feminine, so yeah. like it seems weird that she would carry a handbag. But it is. It is a Birkin. It's nice. Yeah, she has a lot of things she needs to carry with her. Yeah. She opens that up, and it's, like, a full, like, medical kit, a, a defibrillator. Um, you're like, this, is, Taser. this shouldn't all fit. <laughs> a whole toolkit. Yeah. A, a spare tire. 
Thank you, Leopard Star. All right, no, don't you want to hear Leafpool's inner thoughts? Of course I do. Well, she hopes that Crowfeather hadn't been too angry when she had broken Just kidding, his promise I don't. to meet him. <laughs> I don't care. Well, she'd completely forgotten about him the first night, and then the next two, she had just been exhausted. Which is very sexy and fun, I think. <laughs> yeah. I think well, I think Crowfeather should um, use the rule, the golden rule of, if she wanted to, she would, and just drop this. You know? Right? Like, here, relationship advice, I have no no right to be giving. But, like, if they wanted to, they would. Yeah. Is like a good saying I've heard. So like if you ask your significant other, hey, I would love flowers for my birthday, and they don't give you flowers for your birthday. Hmm. You reminded them, you even texted it to them. So Hey Crowfeather, dump her! For everyone's sake, please just dump her. Well, maybe he won't wait for her again since she let him down. And she half hopes and half dreads to see him in Wing Clan territory. No, you should, like, but all she avoid him and, like, never figure it out. But all she sees is a patrol high on the hill. They are too far away to identify, except to be sure that none were Crowfeather, because she feels like she would recognize him anywhere. And maybe it was better for it to end this way, to let him think that she wasn't interested. Yeah. Leafpool? Yeah, exactly. Leafpool purrs as she enters camp. She's glad to be home. Firestar is talking to Cloudtail at the nursery entrance. He's saying that he can't see Daisy ever becoming a warrior. Ooh. But for Cloudtail oh. to teach her some fighting moves. Sorry. She'll need to be able to defend her kits in the wild. That's, yeah. If anything, yeah. Hey. Yeah. Let- yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm back on my thing where... Join our weird cult in the woods. You can leave, so it's not really a cult. But we will teach you karate before you leave. Yeah. Yeah. Which honestly Always helpful. sick. A safe yeah. place to raise your kids and you learn karate? Sick. Why not? Why not? Well, Cloudtail promises that she'll be fine and goes to tell her. Firestar straightens up when he sees his daughter. He purrs and greets her by touching her ear with his nose. And Leafpool tells him about River Clan. Firestar licks her ears. He always knew she'd be a brilliant medicine cat. He's so proud of her. Oh. Leafpool tingles with pleasure. She's so cute. She says she better, she better go off to find Cinderpout. She's probably been rushed off her paws without Leafpool here to help. I didn't even notice you were gone. But when Leafpool gets to the medicine den, Rainwhisker is holding on a paw. And Brightheart is licking his pad. She's able to grip the thorn in his paw with her teeth and pull it out. And she tells Rainwhisker to give it a good lick. He'll walk on it soon. Leafpool bristles with shock. How many medicine cats did ThunderClan need? Girl, you were gone! You have no right! Well, Brightheart had offered to collect herbs, but Leafpool never imagined she'd be doing other medicine cat tasks. She pulled a thorn. Brightheart looks up. Oh, Leafpool, you're back. Cinderpelt comes out of her den, and she gives Brightheart some borage leaves. This should help with Mossfur's fever. Brightheart thanks her and springs over to head to the elder's den. No, I don't want... I don't want the universe to give her a convenient out. Leafpool is struggling as envy pierced her like a thorn. Are you kidding me? It looks like she isn't needed anymore. Oh my god, who are you, Brambleclaw? <laughs> but she tells herself to stop overreacting. Yeah. She should be grateful that Brightheart made it possible for her to help Riverclaw. For real. True. Cinderpelt licks her ear and tells her welcome back. She reports to her mentor all of what happened in RiverClan and then went to eat. Squirrelflight and Ashford get back with Freshkill as she settles down. Squirrelflight is glad to see her back and tells her that she needs to hear about what happened while she was gone. Did, but Squirrelflight did, looks did, right. Uh, it shouldn't be anything bad. 
uh, did oh. uh, Crowfeather like bust in? <laughs> well, Ashford tells her that he'll go grab the squirrel she left, and he brushes his nose against her fur. And Leaf and Squirrelflight tells Leafpool all about the kitty pets and Shadow Clan. So it's oh, bad. Yeah, okay. She gives her the blow by blow of that battle. Cool. Just like, ah, oh, we kicked these kitty pets' butts. And Leafpool feels another pang of envy. Squirrelflight and Ashford were getting along so well together. They were working as a team, sleeping side by side in the warrior's den. Why couldn't she share anything like that with Crowfeather? He's not from this clan, but you're a medicine cat. There's a lot of reasons. She reminds herself that she has no right to be in love. Even if Crowfeather was a Thunderclan cat, there's no hope for them being together. Squirrelflight asks if everything was alright, and she looks very concerned. Is RiverClan okay? But Leafpool tells her that it's fine now, and she longs to pour her heart out to her sister, but she can't. Instead, she forces herself to eat and listen to Squirrel Flight. She sighs and asks Star Clan why their way has to be so difficult. You, you have issues with it? What, what, what do you think? T- tell me more, tell me more. Leaf Pool? Oh, oh no, this that's uh, Leaf Pool. Sighing oh, for herself. I thought. Never mind. No. <laughs> Leafpool is able to fall asleep when she curls up outside of Cinderpelt's den, and she finds herself in a dream. She calls out to Spotted Leaf. She wants to make sure that StarClan isn't punishing her for thinking about Crowfeather. All this Catholic guilt, you poor girl! <laughs> Branches block her view from the sky, and she calls out to Spotted Leaf, Feathertail, don't leave her alone! And Leafpool knows instinctively that her ancestors aren't here now. She runs, scrambling over gnarled roots and through thorn thickets. Leafpool halts, gasping for breath. She sees light at the edge of a clearing, but it seems gray and sickly. Not the silver blaze of stars that she's used to. The ground is covered in thick, dead leaves and clumps of glowing fungus glowing at the center of the clearing glowing fungus yeah at the center of the clearing was a rock and on that rock in massive tabby crouched gaze fixed on two cats in front of him oh my gosh are we interrupting the weird dad lessons the cats face him and leafpool gasps so loud she's sure they've heard her and she shrinks back fearfully. She recognized two cats on the ground instantly. One is Brownshaw. The other is Hawkfrog. That's why your ancestors aren't here! This is hell! And that meant that she could name the huge tabby who looked so like both of them. He must be their father. Tiger's dog. Oh my god! No wonder Bramblecaw has been such a dingbat. He's been getting evil lessons every night. Don't mess with anyone's psyche. Also, it's very, very funny that she interrupted that. Guys? Moms? Grandpas? Or grandmas? Grandpas? Tiger Star? (laughs) What? What are you guys doing here? I'm just telling my kids to be evil. Why is Tawny Pelt not here? Where's Mothwing? She doesn't believe in me. <laughs> okay. Well, why is Tawny Pelt not here? She said no. <laughs> like, how, like, how funny is that? That he couldn't get his claws into his one daughter because she just literally doesn't believe that it's true. Like, he kept calling and just kept hanging up. And like, stop prank calling me. My dad's dead. Funk. And then her other daughter, he's like, hey, Tiny Pelt, I'm putting together an elite force. Who else is on it? Brambleclaw and uh, Hawkfrost. Oh, pass. <laughs> and she hung up. <laughs> like, like, she's like, I only agreed to be on that one force with, uh, ha- uh, with um, Brambleclaw because there was a lot of other cool people involved. But... 
just him and hot cross no lame crowd call me when you ca- get when so. you get moth wing looped in call me when you get some cute girls on this yeah who aren't my half sister <laughs> yeah because moth wing won't answer my calls either yeah <sighs> yeah well i think that's good we're in the daddy forest. No, no. Why wouldn't you say father forest? Ooh, that's rough, but I think it's the daddy dark place. No, stop. Illegal. <laughs> Illegal. Ugh. Folks, if you want to escape the daddy dark what place. What would you like to call it? <laughs> I win. You can do so by following us on Twitter, Instagram, at WCWITCast. Um, I am sorry, I haven't been replying to, I know we have a lot of messages on those. I've just been not having a lot of time to uh, do that right now. Um, Same. But I sorry. We, we know that you guys are messaging us. We see it. We love it. Please keep it up. Sorry, I just have been slow going. And if you want to contact us directly, you can do so uh, through our email, which we're also being pretty slow at replying to right now, which is wtwitcast at gmail.com. We're doing our best. Um... And if you want to help out the podcast, you can share this uh, episode with a friend and be like, hey, they only say the word daddy like seven times. And But it's all in the last yeah, like two minutes. The last so. part. It's nothing important happens there anyway. Um, just to avoid that part. Ugh. <laughs> because I'm Everheart. I'm Tangletongue. And this has been Warrior Cat. What is that? Thank you.